Telnet News Digest, 9th of June 3306. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Carrier Carryout opens for business. An SRV on legs. Commercial dispute puts Thargoid participation at risk. Decommissioning the Gnosis. Carrier Carryout opens for business. Two thousand and two days after the frameshift drive became widely available, and nearly a month less than 1,000 days after they were first announced, fleet carriers are available for commanders to buy. For real this time. Any commander can have one, as long as they have 5 billion credits in the bank and are good for about 5 billion more for optional extras and operating costs over the first year. And commanders have been voting with their feet. At all 11 systems with a fleet carrier showroom, there have been queues snaking all the way around the car parks, with commanders standing two metres apart for social distancing reasons. Commander Thrust from Bradford, who'd been queuing in Deso since the 8th of October 3303, clutching a selfie with David Braben, managed to snag the very first fleet carrier, the quite interesting which is expected to be the first fleet carrier to arrive at Semitas Beacon on Friday this week. Complaints have been received from commanders whose brand new fleet carrier has been delivered to the wrong system. And a campaign has already started amongst fleet carrier owners to be shown a bit more respect by their overpaid employees. Carrier captains expect to be piped aboard and they expect special attention from their crew, with the captain's anaconda being properly valeted and all that loose wiring in the cockpit sorted out. And today we find out the truth about the rumours that the fabled Panther Clipper might become available to purchase for commanders not quite wealthy enough to buy a fleet carrier. More details next week. If it did. An SRV on legs. Ahead of the release of fleet carriers, and ahead of the praise Brewer Corporation was expected to receive for its bug-free and dramatic launch, the Pilots' Federation sought to steal their thunder, with advance notification that in roughly another 300 days or so, it will allow its members not only to enter the atmosphere of some new types of world, but will also allow them to leave their cockpit and walk around on the surface of the planet. Commanders will even have a jetpack, so they can get themselves out of trouble, just like an SRV. Commanders will not be able to see stereoscopically if they want to walk about, but there will be, in the words of Founders World founder David Braben, the super fine scale that is needed for travelling on foot while maintaining the vast raw distances measured in light years. A very brief video shows two commanders walking across a detailed landscape on a world with a thin atmosphere, apparently oblivious to the aerial acrobatics just overhead. They appear to be carrying Nerf guns and are probably heading to a party at the secret base belonging to that anaconda down in the valley. Base building is not part of the package. 
That's what fleet carriers are for, just like Commander Plato said. But there will be social hubs, equipment shops, and a whole new set of engineers and engineering. And for the first time ever, you'll be able to set foot on an almost unlimited number of planets, leaving footprints as you head out to take that unique photograph of yet another previously undiscovered world. The Pilots' Federation has promised to publish a diary, telling of its plans and progress, but it's safe to assume that we have a while to play with our fleet carriers, before we get to stand on our own two feet. Commercial dispute puts Thargoid participation at risk. A failure to pay Thargoids the Union Minimum means that their participation in future events may be at risk. Tharg the Mighty declined to let any Thargoids participate in the first Glimpse concept video of Walking on Planets, stating that if Thargoids are being asked to take their ships off and appear naked, the appearance rate doubles. Negotiations continue behind the scenes, and there's every possibility that Thargoids may put in an appearance ahead of the launch, or indeed, may appear as surprise guests. Decommissioning the Gnosis In a bittersweet moment, the scientists of the Canon megaship the Gnosis have been told that their ship will be taken out of active service in the week they finally managed to get results from a long-running experiment. The Gnosis, which can only jump once a week, has long been trying to jump into the exclusion zone of a white dwarf, to allow scientists to study the effect on commanders of having their ships fried by microwave, gamma and all sorts of other exciting radiation. After months of trying, they've finally managed the difficult hyperspace jump to planet A1 of the Drojo FA-Q D5-6 system, which is roughly half a light second from the White Dwarfed orbits, in a location where it is essentially impossible for ships to take off or land. Much exciting science is being done, and many rebuys are being claimed. However, the scientists have had their elation punctured by a call from the Pilots' Federation saying that Cannon's research grant is to be withdrawn, following an assessment that many of the organization's research efforts appear to be frivolous and of a highly speculative nature. There are rumours that Cannon might have been getting perilously close to unlocking the secrets of the Stellar Forge, and that the Pilots' Federation is seeking to shut them down before they publish. The Gnosis is famed for many feats, including jumps to otherwise inaccessible systems, and particularly for its failed attempt to jump to the Conehead Sector and the subsequent confrontation with Thargoids that was leaked in advance, leading to a suspicion that someone, possibly in the Pilots' Federation or the Club, might be in contact with the Thargoids and be coordinating operations against commanders. Although it will no longer be an active research vessel, a group of well-heeled well-wishers has formed a trust to preserve the Gnosis as a museum piece, complete with a solid gold statue of Dr. Arcanon. It will be maintained in running order, and will follow a predefined bus route round a number of interesting sites, with a hop-on, hop-off policy. Sites on its eight-week loop 
include a crushed Thargoid ship, a barnacle field, a proto-Lagrange cloud, anemones, a guardian beacon, and the superfast planet Meteorontolo in the Epsilon Indy system. Cannon has asked if everyone who's used the Gnosis' facilities in the past few years could please write in the guestbook, which may be published as a souvenir, if enough guests can refrain from drawing rude pictures. And that's this week's ever-so-exciting Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news, so you don't have to.